We want to make sure that students are prepared in the classroom, and it's our job and our responsibility to make sure that they are financially settled outside of the classroom. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. Today, I caught up with Frederick Simmons, the Student Account Services Manager at Portland Community College, to discuss how bringing together siloed services creates a powerful one-stop shop to support student success. Hi, Frederick. Thanks so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I've watched so many of these podcasts, and thank you for this opportunity. Well, I'm so excited to hear about what's going on at Portland Community College, but before we dive in, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure, absolutely. Um, so my background is very extensive within higher education. I'm going on about 18 years of experience, all within student accounts. So my higher ed journey began first at Nova Southeastern University, but I do want to give a quick shout out before I uh, move on um, to the national champions of, of Nova Southeastern Sharks. So congratulations on winning the Division II Men's Basketball Championship. Always thinking about you guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So very excited to hear about that. But uh, moving forward on my professional career, um, I first started working in our call center at Nova. So I was responsible there for taking incoming calls, answering emails um, on a plethora of services. So what was really interesting is we had a one-stop shop mentality at Nova. So I was answering calls about our bursar, registrar, financial aid. And at that time, we also got a new VP, uh, Dr. Brown. And we also then started taking calls on help desk. Okay. Um, so I was answering calls from helping students log in, submitting their uh, assignments online. So then the next call could be, where's my financial aid refund? Right. Um, so I got you know a lot of experience working in the call center. And also what was very unique is at the time, we were the only 24-hour uh, answer call center okay. um, in higher education. So um, got a lot of experience, um, another banner school, a touchnet school. Then I moved on, had the opportunity to, um, in 2015, I moved on to work as the student accounts manager at Houston Baptist University. Um, they've had actually a rebranding, so they're now Houston Christian University. Okay. So I spent some time there, about six years. Um, so my role was handling fee assessment, but really, it was really impressive um, because I was actually the implementation manager for TouchNet there. Okay. Um, so when I started and moved there in 2015 from Florida to Houston, had the opportunity to really dive in and be fully hands-on in implementing TouchNet at Houston Christian University. So really working with payment plans, our refunds, billing. Um, so really just being hands-on and um, outlining and framing the structure um, it was really interesting before implementing TouchNet, we were still using paper bills. Wow. Um, so it was a really huge cost um, savings having TouchNet to where we then went to strictly the e-bills. Wow, it's amazing. After that, um, I moved on to um, the College of Healthcare Professions, um, also in Houston. And there I was on the accounting side. So I took a step back dealing directly with students. And we'll talk about that later, how the pandemic affected that sure. decision as well. But it was really another opportunity to still work within higher education. But to be honest, Heather, I felt that I was lacking something. I was lacking okay. the ability to really impact students. Right. Um, so like I mentioned, I wasn't dealing directly with students. I was kind of, you know, away from doing orientations. And so 
I needed to find something more, right? right. Um, what my true calling, I felt like my purpose being now 18 years in higher education. So I started, you know, researching what was out there, you know, what other colleges, you know, um, I had been in Houston for six years. Yeah. And so what else was out there? And so I stumbled upon Portland Community College, um, where I am now. I started here in May of last year, and it's been a really great opportunity. Um, another banner in TouchNet School. Yes. Over the years, you know, I felt like I found it home, you know, and my niche on Banner and TouchNet. Right. So um, I, that relationship has stuck with me over this time and really looking forward to bringing my experience and knowledge um, here to Portland Community College. Well, it sounds like if you're going to go anywhere, it better be a Banner and TouchNet school. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's so great, though, and I'm so excited to talk to you because you have that expertise and, and you've learned so much throughout the different you know, institutions of, of how things work and how to make that better student experience, which is what I think we're all after. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and so speaking of that, I know we talked about that this last year has really been a transformational time at Portland Community College. So can you just expand a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, I started here in May. And then shortly after, uh, we had a new president, Dr. Bennings. And her vision is that we are a brick and mortar institution college and that we need to be of service to our students. And so previous um, to Dr. Bennings and all those also previous to our president, Dr. Matsui, we operated under four different college presidents. Oh, wow. And so Portland Community College, we have four main campuses, our Sylvania campus, our Rock Creek campus, our Southeast campus, and our Cascade. Um, so each one of those campuses had their own individual presidents, own budgets, mm -hmm. own ideas, but then they also then reported to our district-wide president. Um, so as we go through, as you mentioned, this reorganization, this right. transformation um, that brought about, right, brings about a lot of change, a lot of restructure, who do I report to? Right. Um, so there's, right, there's a lot of going on in the positive direction though, here at Portland Community College. What that opportunity has presented itself is what does the student experience actually look like? Whether it's, are we on campus, you know, five days a week? Um, are we on campus three days a week? Um, one of the gracious things that our new president, Dr. Bennis, has instilled in us is the opportunity as managers of our departments to find out what's best for our department as, as well as servicing the student. Okay. And so she's, we've adopted what's called an on-site flex schedule. Okay. Um, and so what that schedule allows us to do at any point of the semester, where do we need to be more present and visible for the student? Um, so what we've taken upon in student account services, we've identified there's three weeks, so 12 weeks out of the year, three weeks each semester where we feel that we need to be the most present for our students. And so those three weeks are two weeks before the start of the semester and then the week of. Okay. And so because we do, um, we drop for non-payment, we find that our week before the start of the semester or the week of is our really high point for our, our students. And so students are trying right. to pay their balances, trying to get their financial aid in order, trying to enroll in payment plans. And so we want to make sure that we're utilizing um, all of our sources, our resources, and what we call our all hands on deck um, schedule. Now that makes a lot of sense. And I know talking about kind of taking four different campuses with four different leaders and bringing it all into one, um, really that unification. And I think that the new president has coined a phrase for that, right? Yeah. So the phrase that she likes and what we're operating is our one together, together, one model. Um, and I think it's it's such a great um, model for us to follow. So I can imagine, like you said, having four different presidents. I myself, you know, struggle at times trying to, you know, circulate and be visible at all four campuses. Yeah. Um, so I can understand, you know, the struggles that 
were there before. So I do appreciate, you know, this new model that we've adopted to one together, together one, um, to really show that we are all hands on deck. We all are in this together and reshaping and re-engaging, um, as Dr. Benny's like to say, the, the community. Right. And that, that has to just feel really good for students too, and not maybe being, you know, feeling you know, disassociated and really kind of feeling being part of that one and really being together. I, I think that's a great motto to, to live by and really probably helps to steer a lot of what you're doing in terms of better student services and better experiences and, and technologies you're investing in and that transformational time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned the technology, you know, so pre-pandemic, and I just had a great meeting this morning with our online student success manager and talking about and looking at our virtual services. So pre-pandemic, which I'm sure a lot of colleges, you know, we weren't using Zoom, right? right? There wasn't a chat feature, right? So all of this and continues to still be new to us. Um, so one of the great things that we are here doing here at Portland Community Colleges is looking at the technology, what resources do we currently have and expanding on those resources. Um, so for instance, our chat feature, we are now going to have the ability to warm transfer a student into another department. So for instance, if I'm speaking with a student about their bill or about their payment plan, and they mentioned to me, you know, that they're having some issues with childcare, well, I'll have the ability to chat our staff member in our WRC, our Women's Resource Center, mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm speaking with this particular student. They're having some issues with childcare. Are you available to chat with this student? And the great thing about this feature is the student won't have to repeat the information. Right. So that when I'm able to transfer um, that individual into the next chat room, the transcript is saved. And so that way the individual or our staff member in the WRC Women's Resource Center will be able to see the prior communication. Um, so that's just one of the things that we're looking at. One of the things that I'm really excited about and just speaking on a one-stop shop mentality yeah. is the student advisor okay. um, that uh, TouchNet has. We're really excited about this product um, and really it drives home our again, our reorg and our um, structuring here at Portland Community College of our answer center. Okay. This product would really fit the need and the benefit our, of our answer center. Our answer center is going to be made up of the student account service area, and it's going to develop off of that one-stop shop mentality. Okay. So just really looking at what are the key players, who are the key players, on um, what departments need to be present and visible for our students in this answer center. Um, so we, you know, we mentioned a little bit of collaboration. Mm -hmm. So there are going to, you know, we acknowledge there are going to be some pain points, right? Training is going to be a main component of that. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for our students. And so um, the community of staff and faculty that I know I have here and the support, I'm really excited and really looking forward to that conversation. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, obviously it goes in line with one together, together one, right? right. <laughs> Bring that together. And I think that um, we've talked too about that really being transformational in terms of this hybrid approach to to staffing. And, and like you said, having the ability, you know, during that key time to have everybody there, but maybe on the off times, having a little bit of a flex schedule during that flex time, but still having the tools and technology at home, if you're working from home to be able to still serve a student. So maybe explain a little bit on, on how you're uh, working with your staff to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So just to give you a little idea of the makeup of our, um, our student account service area. So as I mentioned, we do have four campuses and we have two individuals at each campus. So we have our lead there as well as our student account service uh, cashiers. 
And so um, it's really impactful and really helpful. Um, what we've done is we've created a tool that actually tracks our incoming uh, services. And so okay. what we do is utilize this tool to, again, to see when students are coming in in person and we're tracking that information as well as it's time stamped. And we're also okay. tracking what services did the student need, whether it's parking and transportation, did I need a parking permit? Did I need to see financial aid? Um, did I need to pay my bill? Uh, did I need to speak with enrollment services to get an ID card? All of that information is tracked and we utilize that information as we mentioned um, for our all hands on deck, right? So we know that those three weeks, um, we need to be visible for our students, but also that information is shared with our executive deans in our student affairs department. And they're also taking on that, that project as well as tracking to see when do they need to be available, mm -hmm. uh, more importantly for our students, you know, advising. And then also just then looking at on a granular scale, you know, to say, okay, let's get all this data. We have all this information. Now, what is the plan of action? Right. I guess you can say that's the, where it, the difficulty comes is right. Sure. Is scheduling and where do we meet, right? right. And so I, I, I'm really excited to see that come to fruition and it actually starting tomorrow is when we're gonna start putting those plans into action. So tomorrow we're meeting at our Rock Creek campus and we're gonna be um, talking about what does the onboarding process um, look for a student. Wow, that's great timing to be chatting about this. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I love how you're using data. I mean, I think that um, it, another big piece that came away from the pandemic, right, was a, oh my gosh, how do we capture this data? But then now that you have it, what are you doing with it? And and the fact that you're able to use this data and seeing when are our services needed most and then, you know, restructuring your schedules around there to ensure that you have that great student experience. I mean, that's awesome. That's a great use of that data. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and also, you know, we understand, okay, well, if this individual or this department may, may not be on campus, well, there is somebody that is going to be on campus. So again, just having that one together, together one um, model that somebody is going to be here to help you, right? So if it's right. whether if it's taking a student's phone number down and you know what their information is and reaching out to the department on this and acting on the student's behalf, you know I have a great team. Um, I'm really blessed and fortunate to have the individuals that I have on my team who are you know we're we're willing and able to assist in any way we can. You know, they're always, yeah. hey, you know, what can we do? You know, I'm, I will take on that project. I can call call these students. I, you know, I can go into the classroom right. and, you know, talk and speak to students about how to order their parking permits. Um, So all of these things, you know, I've talked about and definitely things we're going to be exploring in the future. No, that's great. And you talk about orientation. I just kind of think about, obviously, you know, enrollment and retention are so key and it starts the very beginning. And so sometimes I think that maybe when it comes to you know, s student finances and happen to pay and how do you do those things? That's not real attractive and you don't think it's a rah-rah to be part of orientation, but it's it's a matter of fact. And so what are some things that you're doing to make sure that at the very beginning, the students start off successful? Yeah, so one of the things that we're gonna be doing is meeting with our new student residents. And so what they're, they're responsible for is meeting with new students and talking to them what that process looks like submitting their application? Are they an international student? Linking, up, linking them up with the correct departments and staff members as they're going through that enrollment process. And how we would fit in is on that orientation piece, right? To say, okay, I've registered for classes. 
How do I look at my bill? Mm -hmm. How do I pay my bill? How do I possibly enroll in a payment plan? Or am I using some type of other um, way to pay, whether it's going to be a third party billing, whether it's going to be through an intuition reimbursement? What does that process look like? So we would like to look and say, okay, well, is that a one day orientation? Right. Is that a two day orientation? Is that a virtual service? So all of these things that we're looking at to say, okay, what is the best way to make sure that our students are informed? Um, because again, as you mentioned, you know, finances can be a sensitive um, area of discussion. Right. And so one of the things that I always say is, I want finances to be the last thing that a student worries about. And the one thing to focus on is their academics. Absolutely. Um, we are, you know, a teaching institution, a teaching college. So we want to make sure that students are prepared in the classroom. And it's our job and our responsibility to make sure that they are financially settled outside of the classroom. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's great because the last thing you want students to be worried about are finances and that could actually be a barrier and if they don't understand it or don't realize they have options they may just say forget it and and withdraw and then you've lost that student so you mentioned payment plans a little bit ago can you explain a little bit on how that's really helping to um you know kind of combat that barrier for payment yeah absolutely so um pre-pandemic you know we did not allow students to roll over balances okay um so again, we we understand that that brought the pandemic speaking brought a lot of um, undue hardship, a lot of financial hardship right. on students, um, not only here in the Portland community, but you know globally. Um, so it was really looked on what can we do, right? So sometimes student accounts can kind of get a bad rap about student has a hold, you know, they have this balance, <laughs> you know, it's affecting retention, it's affecting enrollment, they can't register, right? Yeah. So. We looked at that and said, okay, well, what can we do, you know, to increase enrollment? What can we do to be more involved, more, be more engaged with our students? And so right now we are allowing students to roll over a thousand dollar balance as long as they're able to have a financial plan or enroll in a payment plan to offset that past due balance. And so we've given um, the ability um, to customize our payment plans. Um, we are a banner school, so we are using the student attribute okay. to identify those particular students who do need those custom payment plans. Um, what The thing that's great about our custom payment plans, it does start our collection series, so it does prevent students from going to collections. Great. Um, so that's also a great thing for our students as well. But also more importantly, our current payment plans for our current students um, we offer a three installment and a five installment payment plan. We do allow students the ability to cancel their installment. Again, we understand, you know, there's financial hardships that do come up. Right. And so we do give these students the ability um, to cancel their installment. Um, we've also looked at, again, the financial hardships that our students are um, experiencing. So right now we've also taken off the late fees of our payment okay. plans. So hopefully that, you know, in an attempt to get more students to enroll in payment plans and also to give them another avenue of a way to pay. Um, so also another thing that we're looking in is to expand on our custom payment plans to say, okay, we have our standardized three installment, our five installment, but if I'm speaking with the student, they just say, hey, this is when I get paid. Right. I get paid you know, once a month or you know, twice a month or even once a week. You know, is there anything that you can do to customize the payment plan for me? Um, so that is something that we are looking at to, you know, can we add on? Can we customize our payment plans a little bit more um, to fit the financial needs and the financial um, structures of our students? No, I think that's really great. And because 
it sounds like they want to stay in school. They really do want to pay, but they just have these circumstances that if you can work around that, and that's where having the flexibility in a payment plan solution uh, enables you to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it seems like that's one of those examples too of where a student really wants to be able to come in and, and have a face-to-face conversation if they're having those hardships. And, and that's where I think kind of going back to having that one-stop uh, area and view of the student can really help uh, your your staff service the student better. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, you know, you mentioned the in-person, but just also having the ability for a Zoom room, right? So, right. Having the Zoom room has really helped our students to say, hey, how do I just even pay my bill, right? So our students have the opportunity to log into their self-service. Um, and what's great about that is we have a virtual tab. Um, okay. When they click on that virtual tab, it actually will list all of the departments and who has Zoom feature or who has chat or who has both. Um, here in student accounts, we decided right now to keep both um, features available. So a student does have the ability for a chat or for a Zoom. And what's great about the Zoom though, is the student has the ability to share their screen. So mm. we can actually see, right, when the student wants to pay their bill, yeah. um, we can actually also emulate the student um, through TouchNet. Right. So we can actually go step-by-step, step, see what the student is seeing at the same time that we're seeing it, seeing it from their view and just, you know, walk them through whether it's, you know, viewing their bill, whether it's enrolling for a payment plan, um, we love the on-demand statement feature um, that's available for students um, when we're st- um, speaking with them about their tuition reimbursement. Um, right. So our students are really loving that feature and also giving them the ability to pay their bill um, through the on-demand statement as well. Love the idea of having the Zoom room. And again, probably something we wouldn't have done pre-pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so tell me a little bit more about that. Are Do you have like certain like Zoom hours or is it something that is during this time where you have to schedule it? How does the Zoom room work? Yeah, so our hours are Monday through Thursday, nine to five. And so our in-person Zoom chat or phone are serviced um, through those hours. Okay. On Fridays, um, we are nine to four. So during any one of those hours, Monday through Friday, we are available. Um, just on Fridays, um, we are fully remote. Um, so they wouldn't be here any in-person services, but they could still reach out to us through Zoom or chat um, any day of the week. Oh, that's great. And that, that again, kind of goes back to that ability to have the flex schedule. And I'd say, how is your employee morale now? So we've, we've talked about the student success. How about employees being able to have this flexibility? I'm, I'm sure they're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So um, not they were even happier this semester. <laughs> there was only four days on campus for our all hands on deck. But again, I think it's very important, you know, as a manager is to, um, like you mentioned, we stay in tune with our students, but also it's important to stay in tune with our staff. Um, we understand, right, the pandemic had a tremendous effect on our our mental health across the board. Right. I think I had four staff members that were hired during the pandemic. Wow. Um, so it was very interesting that when we had our first all staff meeting, right? So some of the, our staff members had never met for two years. Wow. Right. Everything was through Zoom, everything was through chat. And so when we had our all staff meeting, it was great to say, hey, I've been working for you for two years or with you for two years. Right. Finally, great to meet you in person. Right. So um, I think. Um, having these uh, in um, all staff meetings or actually having another one next Tuesday okay. um, are really great for the employee morale. Um, and also having the on-site flex schedule um, boosts the employee morale as well, um, right? There's that kind of notion, well, you know, I've been home for two years. I can fully do my job for two years. Right. You know, why do I have to come back to campus or why do I have to be on campus three or four days a week? Um, but I still think it's that important piece of why 
we're here in the true mission and purpose of why we're here in higher education is to serve our students. And I think it's important for our students to, to see us, to see that we're visible, to see that there is a face for them to speak to, um, because we don't know what that student could be experiencing that right. day, what that student needs. And we're not just advocates, you know, we're not just here to collect your bill, right? We're um, a product of the college, you know, so we're, it's our responsibility to help that student in every, any and every way they can. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's great. And they probably appreciate that. And you're right. When you meet, it, it is a different experience meeting in person. Have it be yeah, staff absolutely. or students or whomever. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. And, and really, kind of full circle goes back to we first talked about why you're getting Student Account Advisor up and going, because it gives you that capability of having that tool to match what you're trying to accomplish in a hybrid work environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know um, students now want instant service. Right. Right. And, you know, we mentioned earlier about, you know, just that warm transfer. Um, so, again, we we acknowledge, we recognize that because we have this on-site flex schedule, that there's different points, there's different times, you know, that one department may be available. But having student account advisor, I mean, solves all those problems. You know, we can set up to where, okay, here's a student's financial aid. So if I'm in enrollment services, and, you know, my main duty may be to print IDs. Right. But with student account advisor, I may be able to do a little bit more, may be able to provide a better service, overall service for the student, right? I may be able to assist and say, okay, here's what your balance is. Um, Yes, you are on a payment plan. You won't be dropped from classes. You're financially settled. Here's your declining balance. So just adding a little bit more service, a little bit more functionality um, for the staff member. I think not only services the student better, but I think for me personally speaking, um, I find it a little bit more rewarding. Right. Um, I remember when I was a student um, undergrad going at the University of Florida, huge school. Right. You know, I, you know, there were times I felt a little bit lost. You know, I remember going to class my freshman year in a theater like classroom with you know, right. 2000 students, you know, in an accounting class. You yes. know, that's very intimidating. Right. So I find that student account advisor, you know, is a tool that solves that breaks down um, a lot of barriers um, that our students experience and in faculty as well as staff. Absolutely. And, you know, while you've solved the transfer problem in terms of going from department to department, you actually, with Student Account Advisor, solve that before you may even have to transfer. So being able to have more knowledge to the person who is talking, it's not like, oh, I'm only financial aid. I can just give you this information. I'm going to have to pass you over to student accounts to see how much you owe. Right. The same support staff can be there and answer all those questions, which is amazing to the end user. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... um we have kind of a advantage, if you will, working in student accounts is in the sense that what's on the student account is a reflection of different parts, right? right. Is the student actually enrolled in a degree-seeking program? Is this program even eligible for financial aid? Um, does a student have enough credit hours, right? All of those things are actually outside of student accounts, but it reflects what's presented on the bill. Right. So our knowledge of those things that's going on in enrollment services that's happening in financial aid, we're kind of already transitioned into our answer center, if you will, our one-stop shop. And so just student account advisor just adds on to that another tool that um, my staff and other um, individuals throughout the college can um, use as, you know, another avenue or another resource to um, service our students. Well, that is great. And it sounds like obviously Portland Community College is well on the way to transforming student services and student accounts just by all the things that you've already done. Are there any other initiatives you'd like to talk about that really involve this better student experience? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think one of the things I've, I've mentioned before is getting more involved in our orientations. Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about is um, our our climb center. Um, I had a wonderful meeting uh, last week um, with the dean, um, one of the executive deans over the ESOL department, and we would really like to be more involved. Um, I know when I first came on board, uh, we were short-staffed. I think staffing is an issue with several institutions sure. and colleges. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to be mindful is the community that we are serving, um, that we are a community college, and really acknowledging who is coming in to Portland Community College. So I was very intentional and very strategic on going through their process of who we were going to hire and bring on. Um, I'm really excited. We have an individual that can say hi and hello or hi and bye in 14 different languages. Um, he's wow. currently taking um, Korean speaking one and he's taking German speaking. Um, and this was all in an effort to service our students. Wow. Um, we have a large ESOL population. Um, so we're recognizing that, you know, we can do better um, serving our students and realizing that there are barriers. Um, one of the things that I'll share my own experience is trying to actually register for a spring course here at Portland Community College. Okay. Um, the enrollment process asked a lot of questions that, you know, for an international student could be very daunting um, and very discouraging. Um, so one of the things that we did talk about is having an orientation day or having a separate day where we can meet with students specifically and then literally handhold them to fill out that application. Oh, wow. Um, fill out the application, enroll for college, and if they wanted to, they could actually pay. So just having a one-day event, if you will, for our ESOL students. So that's just one of the things that we're doing is just being more intentional right. on our population, being more strategic on who we're targeting and our demographics and realizing that there are some barriers sure. um, to getting enrolled into PCC, but also being mindful that recognizing them and then again, taking a plan of action to make knocking down those barriers. Wow, sounds like you just are doing so much all, all at once here. <laughs> it's really great. This is all really fantastic. It is. And I'm very excited to be here. But again, just having my experience over 18 years of higher ed experience has really, I think, set me up for this position to do wonderful things. I think, again, I've, I've mentioned the staff that I have, so I couldn't do anything without their support and the right. support of um, our deans and the you know some of the faculty that I've um, spoken with. So I think there are great things to come here at Portland Community College, and I'm just very excited to be here. Oh, it's wonderful. Frederick, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I cannot wait to hear how this one-stop shop concept really continues to progress at Portland Community College. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather, for having me. Absolutely. Well, you are really defining and demonstrating one together, together one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.